Good, good Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, sitting in with probably the biggest and bravest culture club fan I've ever met in my life. Because not so many people that admit they love culture club, but I think it's just me and him at the top of that mountain and possibly my wife. The come, 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 chameleon. You come and go. Okay, okay, okay. The Midnight Rider. <laughs> what, what's going on, man? Ain't nothing, um, man. Look, I'm I tell you, I'm listening to all these groups I'm a fan of. I don't know how I have a top group because every time you introduce me, I'm the biggest fan of whoever who introduced me as. Well, I mean, I'm you the know. biggest. I'm the biggest um, uh, Uncle Sam fan that you know. I'm the <laughs> biggest. <laughs> um, what's his name? The song um, Uchi Kuchi La La La. MC Brains fan MC that you Brains, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, I try to pull. I try to pull some stuff that most people would say is obscure, but you know, we, 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 when you a music head, ain't nothing obscure because it's in your, it's in your rotation anyhow. So. Yeah. Like I had a, a crazy stretch where, um, Anthony David was a, was a heavy, heavy in my rotation. Um, he had just dropped three quarters of the truth. Um, yeah, I, I I knew that I knew that album and that CD inside out with backwards all around. Uh, I spent several months as the the lead CD in the car because I don't know if you did this, but you know certain times you got the main CD that holds the crown, and every now and then you'll dip off into something else. But for the most part, you just rocking that one CD. So That's yeah, true. yeah, for then, me, you know, Canada's finest, uh, Glenn, what's his name, um. Glenn Lewis, yeah, um, that's another another favorite. Like I, I have some obscure favorites. It, for me, when I had my old car, the one when I started the car every day, the first thing you heard after the seatbelt thing ding, you heard "Hello, Hello." You heard the Isley Brothers. My my youngest son was two years old, and he could sing "Hello, It's Me" from front to back. I got a video actually on my Facebook page of him singing it while we were going to get haircuts. So, so I had that also with Josh, but it was, um, what was the joint? It was a joint with J Cole and, um, and Miguel got me up all night. Power trip. Power trip. So he's in the car with his mom and that comes on, and when the Miguel part comes on in the car, I just stop. I stop and let him carry it on. So he in the car, full throttle with moms. Speaking of him, shout out because he turns eighteen tomorrow. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he hit that joint full throttle, and moms like, because she knew she wasn't listening to that, so she was like, "Where you get this from?" Like literally, she drops him off at school. And before she gets out of the, the line, she's like on the phone with me. I'm like, yeah, we listen to that. We listen to a lot of stuff. But yeah. <laughs> we can go on and on about music, but we got we got some things to to get into. Uh first and foremost, a little bit of sad news. Um 
Cowboys legend. Gil Brandt passed away earlier today. For those of you that are uninitiated, you ain't aquatic enough. You ain't old enough to know who Gil Brandt was. Gil Brandt was a scout for the Dallas Cowboys for 28 years. He was a part of that brain trust of Tom Landry as head coach, Tex Schramm as GM. He was Tex Schramm's top scout. Uh, and it's crazy because, you know, that whole entire brain trust, the way they were let go out of Dallas. Now, this is me as a football fan. It's not me as a Redskins, Commanders, football team fan. This is me as a football fan. Um, the way they were let go in Dallas by Jerry Jones was so unceremonious. And you could kind of say it was – you rectified it when you put him in the ring of fame, but I don't. I feel – that you didn't rectify, but Gil Brandt was known for finding gems in college. He found uh, Bob Hayes, uh, 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 Drew Pearson, Roger Staubach, Chad Hennings, like a lot of guys that built those nineties. Uh, 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 those 90s, Um, no, go. You gotta go back further than that. You gotta go back to the seventies. Oh no, he, he in the sixties and the But I'm a lot. A lot of those guys that Jimmy Johnson coached. The Ken Nortons, the Michael Irvins, because Michael Irvin played a season under Landry. He scouted those guys. Yeah, so he, he's been the architect for all of their Super Bowls, if you want to be technical. But he has two. But he's been the architect for all of them. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for him is when you when we talk about the HBCU experience and guys like recognizing the HBCUs, he's one of those scouts that really – honed his skill in getting kids from the HBCUs, some of the black quarterbacks that they knew they were never given a chance to play quarterback, but they turn them into DBs. They turn them into wide receivers. Um, they turn them into running backs. So he had a, a strong tradition of that. Um, they in Pittsburgh were like two of the pioneers of that on the forefront of going to the black college, getting a kid that's an athlete, knowing he's an athlete, and just putting them somewhere and just letting them flourish. Don't forget about Kansas City. Don't forget about Oakland. Okay, because uh, I, I know you know, so I'm not worried about it. I know Lloyd, you know Lloyd Wells in Kansas City. That was a gentleman I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. That should be in not only the Black College Football Hall of Fame, but in the, in, the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for what he did for HBCUs and what he did for Black players in the AFL as well as the NFL. Mel Blunt, uh, right? Huh? Mel Blunt. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Um, John Stallworth. Uh, uh, geez, out in Oakland, Art Shell. You're right. Yep. Art Shell went to, <laughs> he went to Maryland, uh, what, what was it called? It wasn't University of Maryland Eastern Shore, but it was before that. Is that Maryland Polytech or something like that? It was something like that, but it, that's an HBCU. I never knew that was an HBCU until I started looking up Art Shell a few years ago, and I found a damn, you mess with HBCU, really? So, you know, in Maryland, we got, well, we got Morgan, we got uh, U, 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 uh, UMass, we got a couple of different ones. We got, to, of course, we got Howard and all that, but we got a couple of HBCUs in our own backyard. So, but Gil Brandt from 55 to 88, 33 years in the NFL as a scout and made a damn good living at it. I, I followed him on Twitter and I loved his commentary around draft time. Because a lot of guys she weren't paying attention to, he was talking about. He he he's like you. He's looking at the guys that's not going first round. He's looking at the guys third round and on 
Oh, this guy's going to be an impact guy. This, you know, that's what he did. And, you know, everybody comes with controversy. Of course, he had the comments about Dwayne Haskins after his death. Um, he apologized for him. Everybody has their controversy. But to say, you know, the cat lived in 91. And he said that the the year, his age of 90 was probably the best years of his life because he was having fun. So rest in peace to him. You know, uh, he used to do a show on Sirius XM. Yes. And like it was, so at this time I was still at Enterprise and they knew the rule. I had two, they, I had two rules with my car because at the time I was living in DC and with DC, they would ticket your car after like 60 days. If you had different tags, if you had out of state tags. So that would be the one kicker where if I started getting tickets, that was one reason why they got me out of the car. The second reason was if my um, Sirius XM subscription expired, oh, I had to get out of that car. I, nope, nope, we can't drive this no more. I'm coming on the phone like, hey, yeah, they, they like, what's wrong, man? Yeah, the Sirius went out. But it's good. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's gone. All right, we get your car tomorrow. All right, cool. So I drive down to Dulles, change my whole schedule, drive to Dulles, get a new car. So I wasn't dying. <laughs> I think I had every color charger. I had um, every Sonata. Yeah. Life was good back in the day. Once upon a time. Yeah, Once buddy. Time, Rose. Glad Rose. You thing. Because uh, we're going to need everybody for this one. We got a good topic coming up tonight. Yeah, definitely uh, comment. There Rose, we go. Bob Lilly, Mel Renfro, uh, Rayfield Wright, just to name a few. Yeah. And that's all picked by Gil Brandt, you know? And then you go into it. He was what he was smart mean? enough to pick Roger Stallback. Because, you know, Roger Stallback was, had the commitment to the Navy. Right. And he was on a six-year or whatever. Right. He had the, the wherewithal to pick Roger Stallback for future. Uh, he did that with Herschel Walker, who who went to the USFL and dominated. Um, Chad Hennings, who had an Air Force commitment, who wound yeah. up being a part of those nine. That's when I said those nineties uh, Dallas teams. You know, he he had that thinking of about the future, like, but his scouting techniques revolutionized scouting of the NFL as a whole. Um, Using computers, the the system breakdown of how every draft pick would fit into the team, just the way he did things. Uh, uh, Ernie Crossy, who used to be the Baltimore Colts GM, he also used to be the GM of the New York Giants. They did a a, 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 um, a special, and he talked about George Young, who was a former GM of the Giants using Dallas's system to build up the Giants in the 80s. Right, because then they have Harry Carson. Um, he was like a small school guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jumbo was a big school guy. I'm trying to think of anybody else I can think of. I was kind of off the radar on that team. They're wide receivers. I think Ingram and um, uh, Stephen Baker were small school guys. But that's just me thinking off the top of my head, so that might not be accurate. But, yeah, definitely, man. Most definitely. So uh, rest in peace to him. Definitely. And uh, condolences to his family, friends, and all the fans out there. Now, I got a quick question for you. Really, really quick. 
top five QBs in college? Oh, I got it. All right. So I apologize to everybody. I have to hijack this for a minute because I want to have my top five out there before the season starts, even though it did start technically last week in week zero. But I'm a man of I have to have my preseason top five. Then as the season goes along, I will adjust the grades on my top five. And I will already tell you that this is already going to be controversial because if you've listened to this show, you already know who my number one QB is. And he's not everybody else's number one. My number one is a man that plays at the University of Texas. And he would have beat Alabama if they didn't cheap shot him. And that's Mr. Quinn Ewers of the University of Texas. At number two, we have the guy that everybody talks about as the number one quarterback in the draft. And that's Caleb Williams. Number three, we have the man that everybody talks about as potentially the number two pick in the draft, and that's Drake May. Number four gets interesting. Right now, because he's a lefty, I'm going to give him a little love, a little bit more love than he should normally get. That's a kid out of Washington, Michael Penix Jr. Number five, because I like to throw a monkey wrench in the program every now and then, and this is just a guy that I think is going to live under the radar. He's probably not going to get into anybody else's top five. But I'm going to have him as my fifth just to get the season started because I want y'all to pay attention to this kid. His name is Hudson Card. He's a transfer into Purdue. He played in the Alabama-Texas game last year, and he actually kept them in the ball game. So Hudson Card is my five for right now. Now, this list is very fluid. So you will see hear me every now and then come in every three or four weeks, and I'll be like, this is my updated five. But this is my preseason five, just, just to let it know. And I know some people already had some things and somebody's going to say something, and it's cool. But I always like to get it started, and I like to have the fifth guy be somebody that you got to put on your radar. So write it down. Take a picture. I don't know. I'll post it on the, on the site um, probably Saturday morning because that's when I start doing my college posts. And I'll make sure I post most of my stuff in the junkies. Okay. Now, we're going to take – Five minutes. We were talking about something off oh, there. Oh, boy. Five minutes. We were talking about cold cuts. And if anybody knows where to get a really, really good cold cut in the area, now if it's area-wide, I said uh, Forrest, uh, Forrest Glendale up by Holy Cross Hospital. That's That was my one. But if you want to, you don't mind driving. Lie to you not. If you think I'm lying, I'm flying. You can ask the boss BJ and his wife. You can ask my wife. You can ask my brother. You can ask Dario. You can ask everybody. Deatry's up in Laval, Maryland. It's up in Western Maryland, past a little bit outside of Cumberland. Let, let, let me get in a solo layout so you because I can't even get my hands wide enough. I get a, a, a large sub. This beat. That big round, nothing but any kind of Italian sub. I mean, any kind of meat you want on it, uh, any kind of toppings. Only drawback, it may be your thing, not mine, but they normally use Miracle Whip. I asked for mayo, not Miracle Whip. But then they'll accommodate all the black olives you can eat. One of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. The Atries in Laval. 
Well, then if we're gonna if you're gonna start the conversation like that, I gotta start in the belly of the beast over here in Southeast. Um, Magliardos and the G-Man. If you get if you get that, the, the I think it's called the double or the large, dog, you eating for two days. Mm. If you ain't got your if you ain't have your if you ain't have your appetite from your 20 still, yeah, that's a two-day sandwich. If you got your old appetite and you still working with that, now you don't have the same metabolism, but you still got the same appetite. Yeah, that's my one C right now in the city or in on this side of town. Two. Ugh. I'm going to go Carl's on Rhode Island Avenue. I love Carl's. You all right? I'm, 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 I'm. And then three, I mean, I like a, whenever I go to Waldorf, I don't know what it is, but I got to stop in Nick's and get um get me a button popper, man. That's like another sandwich that's just an automatic, easy, it's, it's just, it's, it's a thing. I, I hit Waldorf, I hit five, my, my body already knows. Like my car will auto drive to Nick's because I'm going to get a button popper as, as long as they're open. A button popper. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. All right. All right. Oh, if Eric, Eric, if you're on here, what's that place in Riverdale? Uh, the barbecue spot you were talking about. Drop that in the comments because that, I, I don't know. If money, if money goes right, I don't know. We got a couple parlays. If something hit, oh my gosh! We, and look we at him on the sizzle. Look, 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 look at my man in the comments. Oh, he always got on time. Always on time. <laughs> Raw says Nick's Nick's is the best. The button pop a double meat with bacon. Uh, All right, now I'm gonna have to go try that. So, so, so here's the here's the my version of it. So I get. I just get the regular button pop. I don't go ham like Ross does. I get, depending on the beer that day, but most of the time I'm getting the Peroni. And I got to get a bag of the um, the kettle chips, just the plain kettle chips. Mm-hmm. That's that's my meal. And if for some reason I can't drink beer during that time, then I got to get me a good, solid root beer. Like I, I don't like drinking. I don't like eating myself without a root beer. It's like a mandatory thing. If I'm eating a cold cut, it's either beer or root beer. See, I'm like that with a good steak and cheese. And my favorite place to get a steak and cheese is Jiffy's. Preferably on, on Marlboro Pipe, but if they're closed, I go to Allentown Road. And it's not root beer for me. It's birch beer. Okay. And So it, speaking of Jiffy's and that location, because that's the joint I go to, the kid loves, what is it, the, the burger special? What is it, the pound or half pound burger um that they they serve that's mm-hmm. what he gets i get the cheeseburger sub um of course with the fries there they have the snapple um flavor drinks like um peach mango and all that stuff mm-hmm. that's automatic no matter what i order i gotta get me a snapple see they used to have fanta birch beer now I got to settle for, I think, I forget who makes it, but it's a Pennsylvania Dutch birch beer. It's pretty good, but it don't, don't nothing touch a fancy birch beer. Nothing. That is probably next to Giant Brand Cream Soda. I think that's probably the best soda I've ever had in my life. So, see, I, I got hooked on this early because my pops, when I used to ride with him and he would officiate games, 
whether it was high school football or like two hand touch leagues on a Sunday morning, there used to be a spot, a cheesesteak spot right there in Aspen Hill. I don't remember the name of it, um, but it's right beside the Exxon. And right before you get on the 495 going towards Rockville or the other side where you go towards uh, back towards D.C. And we'd sit in the place was no bigger than a phone booth. But you was able to order your food. And if you wanted to, you could sit at one of the tables. Mm. And that was another spot, man. I think it might have been Mike's cheesesteak, but I don't I can't remember off the top of my head because it's it's been so long. But he was that guy. He used to go there. And then what's the joint um on Branch Avenue? Um, was it Capital Carryout? Yeah, I think it's Capital Carryout on Yes, yeah, sir. That's where everybody used to go back in the day, man. Right hmm. there on Branch Avenue. Um and Capital had these fries. Man, you, you get the fries with the salt, throw a little vinegar on them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's oh, you got to go to his comment. I'm pointing like you can see. <laughs> uh, Raw says years ago there was a sub sandwich shop on the right side before you hit Crystal Skates on that hill. It was called Capital Carryout. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That and was my spot, bro. Raw say he's uh tw- he said he's 20 minutes away from Nick's. So, dude, hey. I'm telling you right now, if I had to go to Nick's, I mean, if I had to go to Waldorf at any point, they already knew. You going to Nick's for lunch? Hell yeah, I'm going to Nick's for lunch. I go to Nick's, get my lunch. I grab if I'm if I'm going home, I'm grabbing my brews for the night. If I'm not grabbing brews, they used to have a special on Crown Royal for like twenty two bucks. On a bottle, of Crown in the back seat. We just <laughs> we good for the night. Bro, say you beat me to the punch. Oh yes, man, sir. we we can do this all night. But we yes, got some sir. business to take care of. I, I like I don't want to stop because y'all hipping me to some stuff that I ain't know about. I didn't know about Nick, so I'm, I'm gonna have to head down there. Yes, sir. But uh, oh, if you know one in like the New Carrollton Atlanta area, please let me know because I need a sandwich place that's not called Jersey Mike's. Um, I need something good, like somewhere you know they the chick that's making the sandwich got a little elbow fat and it's flopping as she's making your sandwich. Mm-hmm. I need some of that in my life. Uh, Ross said Nick's used to do a whiskey tasting on Saturdays. Yes, sir. I would tell you go to Jerry's, but every Jerry's ain't the same. You got to pick a Jerry's. Man, I had a hookup so good at the old Nick's in Clinton. I could like I knew one of the guys that was in the um in the the butcher part, and bruh, man, I walk in there. The cashiers would have all kinds of attitude with me because the thing would be like six ninety nine, and then it's like. Eight steaks in the joint, <laughs> like, like they just like they get mad, rolling their eyes. Yeah, man, that, that was good times, man. Good times. All right, all right. Here's the meat of the sandwich. This is the meat of the sandwich. We gave you <laughs> the meat of the sandwich. This or that. You can either have the Redskins name back, or you can have the RFK Stadium site, but you can't have both. So I'm glad you start. See. You know what? I don't know how this synergy came about, but it's dead, brother, because you framed it like I wanted you to frame it. So wait, 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 wait. Raw speaker. <laughs> you don't want no skinny person making your sandwich that knows what not. Yes. Yes. Right. right. So I was at the Royal Farms on 450. And I caught myself just getting a cold cut. And the kid was just like, and I said, put black pepper on it. 
man, this joker was just shaking the black pepper like, I'm like, dog, what are you? And I couldn't say nothing because I didn't know it was my sandwich or not. But he just, just shaking the black pepper like there's nobody, like there's no end. And then like when I got the sandwich, I had to rearrange the sandwich to make it even edible. I was like, never again. Mm. That's why I, that's he was skinny. Ross Ross said it right. He was a skinny dude. <laughs> he didn't know how to make a sandwich. And now oh. Utah goes up seven nothing on a bomb from Jaquan Daniels. I can't see who the receiver is. So a seven nothing, and that was a. I think that's at least a fifty yarder, maybe sixty yarder, seventy yarder. Oh wow! Let's go. College football is back. Sorry. All right. Here you go. RFK RFK Stadium can't have both. Now, let, let me frame this. Okay. Jason Wright uh, came out and he he tried he, he put it to bed. He said the Redskin name will not be resurrected. It is done. It's over with. Stop it. Okay. This uh the group um hold on let me pull this up real quick. The group uh North American, I'm sorry Native American Guardians Association. It's has been branded a fake group by the team. Hold on, say that again. Official, huh? Say the name again. Native American Guardians Association. That don't sound odd to you. It sounded odd the first time I heard it, and they so, said the team official has has branded them a fake group, but they're saying they're really real, really, really. So, so let me let me put it this way. So there's a group of people that wear hats. And the hat says, make America great again. And that's MAGA. This is Native Americans. And it's called, that that thing comes out to NAGA. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Interesting. They have, at last report, 128,000 signatures to change the name back to Redskins. Now, I'll let you go first because I've already spoke on it on what I would take, but I'll let you go first. So I'm going to stick in some of the laying the groundwork and foundation for some of this before I give my thoughts. So what I feel is amazing to me is that there's a group of people that are emotionally charged by this argument. They will give you every definition of the word. They will tell you that there are Native Americans that like the word. They're cool with it. They'll even tell you that, you know, it represents honor and things of this nature. But I don't think they have the foresight to understand that some of the inroads that this team is making under new ownership is coming because, not just because Dan Snyder's gone. Dan Snyder is part of the thing. The other part of the equation is the name itself. So you're going to hustle backwards almost and lose some of this, this good intention, this, this endearment that you have with the public because you want to go back to a name that's not widely accepted. It's only because you grew up on it. And I'm going to tell you right now, if there's anybody that should be attached to this name for because of the name and because of what it means to them, I'm probably one of those people. I grew up in this. It's it's like it's like a gang almost. I mean, you know, I start my first game. I was five. I, I saw I saw them beat the Raiders 38-35. Two years later, I didn't miss a game in RFK Stadium 
from besides the playoffs, I didn't miss a game until I went to college. I was there every week. Every week. I have so many memories built up with my dad, my uncle, my aunts, my family members, my cousins, uh, the people that were in our section. The name is the name, but the feelings are still the same. It's still Washington. It's still the commanders. And, like, I don't understand why we can't let go of the name because it offends people. People aren't going to associate with it. And you can't do business on this name. If they go back to this name, you're going to see sponsors pull out. You're going to see stadium that's right now on the road and on the, the skids agrees for this stadium to go either Maryland, D.C., or Virginia. And the people won't pause and take a step back because of the name itself. And I don't know why people don't understand this. So the reason we frame this question this way is because you're literally sacrificing going to the stadium at RFK or going back to the name the Redskins. And now my mission to this, my my course to this thing was a little securitous. Yeah, I think that's the right way you say it. Um, I took many ways to get here, went the roundabout way, not the most direct way, just in case you don't catch the word. And it's RFK. That's the only thing, that's the only answer to this. The name puts back up the walls, creates the distance, creates the unease. It's, it creates a barrier to you getting to where you want to be. You can always have the, the memories. I, I Trust me, I've got them all, dog. I was there for a little bit of everything. I saw four from one, Daryl Green tipping the ball away. You know, I saw us go out early on um, Philly, um, Gerald Riggs with two long runs, probably the two longest runs of his Redskins career. And then all of a sudden, Randall Cunningham brings that team back and they win the ball game, like 42-35 or something like that or opening day. I've seen a lot of stuff in that stadium, man. Uh, a lot of money nights. I saw 820. And all those memories are still there, whether the name is the Redskins, the team, the, the football team, Millie Vanilli, the Culture Club, uh, the Commanders, the Salamanders, uh, whatever. So, like, that's that's the whole part I don't get. It's like the memories will stay because can't nobody take those memories away from you. It's like I always argue with college football when they try to talk about, oh, we're stripping this team of their national championship. You can't take that memory away because it already happened. I saw it. And I saw everything that happened with this team as the Redskins. But if I want to get back to what is right, we got to get back in the RFK. And you got to put this name thing to bed. Like, I need people to stop bringing it up. I need the guy that calls the radio station that think he's going to get a chuckle and say, oh, we should change it to a Redskin potato. And that way that's, we can keep the name Redskins because it's a Redskin potato and not the Redskins. And then he laughs wholeheartedly like everybody's laughing with him. Dog, you're not the first person to say it. And it's a dumbass joke. Stop saying it. All right, I'm done. Ross agrees. He says RFK site. The boss BJ says the memories. H here's my thing. This group, they claim that they had they're Native American. That's they claim they are. I don't know anything about this group, so I'm not gonna speculate. However, this is what they say. Now, this 
The petition to change the Washington Commanders back to the Washington Redskins hit the web on June 21st, and as of June 29th, has garnered over 128,000 signatures. This is what they say. The name Redskins carry deep cultural, historical, and emotional significance, honoring the bravery, resilience, and warrior spirit associated with the Native American culture. It was never intended as a derogatory or offensive term, but as a symbol of respect and admiration. Changing the name abruptly disregards the positive legacy that the Redskins name has built over the years and disorients the passionate, passionate fans who have invested their emotions, time, and unwavering support in the team. I'm going to call bullshit. Okay? Okay. I'm going to call bullshit because how long and it's been going on longer than I knew. I thought the name, the, the protest for the name change started in the 90s. But actually had been going on since like the 70s. It had been going on for years. You had so many different groups. Native American groups saying, hey, please change his name. And, I, you know, over the years, I was like, well, it's supposed to honor. I felt the same way. And then when it came out that Okay, they did all these polls, and then you know I'm, I'm a little older now, so I'm like, okay, these polls can be fabricated, and it's a lot of people that you can trot in front of the camera, and they'll say whatever you want them to say if the money's right. Now, if somebody says, "Hey, this offends me," you look up the word "redskin" in the dictionary; it's a derogatory term. It's defined as a derogatory term. So. I remember people running around with the uh, the Washington Caucasian shirt. And it was like, how would you feel if that was the name of the team? Teacher that I had in high school, he had said something about the Native American names in sports. And he said, look at, he said, look how offensive it is. He said, how would you like if somebody used a derogatory term to describe their team and it affected you? He said, what if the Indians changed their name to the Cleveland niggas and their mascot was somebody with a blunt hanging out his mouth? He said, wouldn't you feel offended? I said, damn, I ain't never think about it like that. He said, of course, because you've known it a certain way for so long. You don't see it as wrong because it's what you know. We changed it. We moved on from it. We've been rebranded. Okay, who the hell wants to keep going through a rebrand every five years? That's number one. Number two, I'm picking the RFK site. I've been asking for the RFK site for four and a half years. I've done articles. I've done videos. I've done reels. I've done shorts. I've done shows on all of that. Why we need to move back to D.C. To piggyback off of what you said, you go back to the Redskins name. What was the biggest reason Mario Bowser said she wouldn't sit down with Dame Snyder? Not until he changes the name. Not until he changed the name. Oh, I'll never change the name, but you change the name a year later. Why do we want to put ourselves back in and muddy the waters up again? Why? Why? It's because people can't let go of what they've known. And the problem is, is you're not understanding and you're trying to fight the word so much that you're not seeing the effect. You're basically what you're doing is you're trying to chop this tree right in front of you. But you don't understand that when that tree falls, how it affects the rest of the forest. We're not seeing the forest from the trees. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. 
Hey, man. Great minds think alike, man. Now, don't kill me. I don't want to butcher her name. Tara? Tara. She says, uh, but they have received endorsement back since the ownership change. The name is more of a historical value. Since it's offensive, I agree with keeping the name changed. That's it. Here's the thing. We're in a in an age now where in society, if you say something offends you and enough people rally around you and say, well, that offends me too, you can get changed on. Right. You can get changed without having real change happen. Right. That's how I call it. You, you, you can get all of that. Because I've seen a lot of things and a lot of things have been said. What you call people, you can't call people this, you can't call people that. You can't misgender somebody and guess their gender and stuff like that. And now that there, there are rules in, in place for that. And that's, a, that's a another... Go ahead, I'm sorry. A superintendent lost his job because he spoke and said, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Lost his job off of it. Lost his whole job. Just brand new. Lost his job. There are rules in place, okay? Now, we're not going to dive into that, but there's there are rules in place for this. So if somebody says, a group of people say, hey, this offends me. Even though Daniel Snyder has been paying Native Americans, he, he has them out. I think every game that we go to, he has them out pregame, halftime show, everything. And he was doing... Well, he had that stretch where right after... Like after the next, the last time they had the little brouhaha with the name, he created that little society, that Indian, that Native American society, where they would donate um, backhoes and all these different things to all these different um, reservations. And it was like once it simmered down that the name was okay and like everything was good, he stopped supporting it. He stopped giving them money. Like he, he basically shot himself in the foot. He did that the whole time. Because he was such an idiot when it came to business and taking care of people. He had no people skills. It, it, it's crazy because, and the boss BJ can attest to this, almost every game that we've been to over, i say the last five years, maybe six, they've trotted out the family of Blackie Wetzel, who is the inspiration of the red skin logo and they trotted out his family and we want to keep the logo the same because it's keeping our grandfather's legacy alive and this that, and the other okay but you have a small group that's down with it but now you have an even larger group that's like no we can't do this anymore and the boss bj brought up a really really good point right here if they won the super bowl as the washington flat screens nobody would care I agree because I've, I've done the research. If you look at the protest of 90, 1990, let's start in 1990. They protest around RFK Stadium. They protest everywhere they could about the Redskin name. When they went on that run in 91 and they finished the season Super Bowl champions and voted the greatest Super Bowl champion ever, there were no protests. It was protested at Super Bowl. I don't remember no protest. That's I, I looked yeah, that up. Was, I was like, were they protesting? It was like, nah. It, it, I, it, I thought um I thought B Mitch said this, and, and I apologize if I'm wrong, but I thought I remember him saying that there was a group outside the stadium um protesting as they went in, but it kind of got pushed under the rug because they were on this Super Bowl run. So it really didn't 
get the media attention, but there were protests in that Super Bowl. Um, and there have been several situations where they've had protests. And it's funny you brought up the the family of Black Wetzel. Is that Blackie. it? Yeah, Blackie Wetzel. I remember when I was going to games, they would be like, they would try out like these six or seven Indian Chiefs. I don't know if they were the same guys every week or not, but like they would have some kind of leather jacket on or some kind of jacket um, representing either their tribe or their culture or whatever. And like Dan Snyder would put them up somewhere on the, and they would always, like the camera always found them. They'd say hi and they'd be like during the second quarter, during a TV timeout. Um, and like that was their way of pacifying you that the name was okay. And it's just it's just sad that we have to have this conversation over and over again. And people still just trying to give you the definition. Oh, it's it's this. It's not this. It wasn't meant this way. That doesn't matter because somebody's offended. And it's just funny to me that a group of people that are that are offended because of a name, a name that we get called, a name that other groups get called. You're just like, oh, it's not that offensive to them. They said it's not because of this survey. They said it's not because of this. It's like, dude, if it offends, it offends. Whether it's them or there's other people, somebody's going to find a reason not to do business with you, and that's not what you want. Here's the thing. If you go look up, you can go on what's uh, on um, Wikipedia. You can go look it up on the Internet. And... The boss BJ said, they said it's not. Right. That's my favorite line. Uh, if you go look it up, and the 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 I think what 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 kind of pushes it further is knowing that George Preston Marshall was a noted racist. Mm-hmm. That I think that pushes it further. Now, remember this team was known as the Boston Braves. Then they became the Boston Redskins. Then they became the Washington Redskins. Uh, now they say they, they changed from the Braves because they wanted to not be associated with the baseball team. They changed the Redskins, but they kept the Native American imagery to uh, 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 honor their coach, William Henry Lone Star Dietz, who claimed to be a Native American, but over the years that's been debated. So you get the revamp logo in 72. Um, now, granted, when they came up with football team, I said we couldn't have came up with nothing better than this. Like, this, it should have been something in the can just in case. You should have had something loaded just in case. But you got to remember, when your boy came out and said, I will never, ever change the name, there was a guy in, I don't know if he was in Northern Virginia or – if he was in Maryland, but there's a guy that went out and took all the filed for trademarks on all the, the, the possible name replacements, all the ones that made sense. So then he made, cause he made it that way. So if Dan Snyder was going to change the name and wanted to use one of those names, Dan Snyder had to pay him for the trademark. So there's a list of names that we would never or could never have because this guy had a, trademark and a patent on those names. He was from VA. There you go. Mm-hmm. She on it. 
<laughs> she on it. She 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 might have to come on to be Joe the fan on Tuesday. <clears throat> she can't talk right now. That's that's quote unquote what I heard. She don't have a voice. Hot tea and lemon. Have you have you have you have you right by Tuesday? Um, she says uh, he was looking for a payout. Yeah, and I, that's a smart way to get one. Here's my thing. When we went away, <laughs> hush, Bama. Hey, it took her. Hold on, how many comments we got? We got five comments before I got called a Bama. I'm I'm doing good. But I, I just thought we 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 could have we could have built up something better than football. And you know, I'm 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 cool with the football team because that that gimmick. Oh. Oh, no, you know why I loved it? Because Dallas fans like, ah, y'all ain't got no name. Y'all a team with no name. And I said, you know what's going to happen? Y'all keep calling us that. I said, we are the Aria Stark of the NFL. We are a team with no name. That's what we are. And what do we do? We won a division that year. We smashed the Cowboys. We won. We smashed the Cowboys twice and won the division. We've beaten the Cowboys more in the last three years then we did, I think, the last five years as the Redskins. <laughs> so, I mean, this is why I'm okay with it. I hate the football team just because when you look at – when I look at the standings, I don't want to see football team. I want to see a, a, a now. I want to see something that, that actually talks about a team. And I didn't care. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't even – I'm not even that pissed off about commanders. Does it work? Eh, maybe not, but – we got a name. We so got I'm a name. Cool with it. And I really think if their marketing is right, they're gonna let this ride out for six or seven years mm-hmm. as the commanders. Let it let it test. It's like a test balloon. If they have success on the field, let's see how much people complain about the name after the success on the field. And if you don't, your perfect launch is new team, new us, new building, new name. Yeah, you can't mess that up. If somebody wants to complain about a launch, then you you can't screw that launch up. No. And Boss BJ says, I actually like the WTF name. A lot of people did. I was one of them. It grew on me. Um, gave a soccer club feel. Washington That's why I didn't like it. And no. that, he said that should have been the name. Now, no. here's, here's my thing. What worried me the most with the name change, it wasn't because of the name change. It was what do we call headquarters now? You know, now, of course, they're going with the command center and all that. I don't. People are still calling it Redskins Park. They may not be calling it that on the air, but people say, oh, yeah, they're down at Redskins Park. Dude, and even no matter what the name is, what's going to happen is somebody's going to sponsor it and it's going to be such and such a park. Yeah, it could be Amazon, it's going to be Amazon Park. Home of the Redskins. Hold on. This was crazy, though. This is what most people didn't know, but you got to spot it in the videos. And here's, here's the boss, BJ, with the gold. Gola! Gola, I watched a couple of videos after the name change. This is like when they were branded um, the Commanders. If you look inside the bubble, the end zone still say Redskins is still a Redskin logo in the middle of the bubble. 
on the inside yeah, of the yard line. They probably were too cheap to change it. But I, that's why I'm like, okay. But nobody sees it. You very rarely get to see inside the bubble. Right. But uh, Miss Rogers says people still call the Wizards the Bullets. They do. And I remember when A. Poland decided to change the name from the Bullets to the Wizards. Oh, it's too much crime in D.C. And Well, the crime didn't just start in 1997, baby. Right. We was murdered a long time ago before you even came to town. When you was you were the Baltimore Bullets. It was crime. But I never agreed with that name change. I was young. But I was like, you're changing it for this various, for this reason. But we still got crime. And I'm like, names of sports teams don't stop crime. Winning of sports teams can stop crime. <laughs> Not the name, but the winning of it. Hey, but see, here's the situation where they did a did a survey. They tried to let the, t- the fans name the team. We got down to the finals, and Sea Dogs was one of the names in the finals. That's so how we ended up with Wizards. Yes, Dragons, Sea Dogs, and Wizards were the last three. And one of them got some. One of them got planted in there. It, it wasn't. I, it wasn't. It wasn't Sea Dogs, and it wasn't uh, Dragons. Exactly. They knew what it was going to be in the first place. Exactly. Now. I do love referring to the Wizards as the Wiz kids when they got a young team and things like that. The Wiz, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's cute little names and everything. So it's going to take time for the commanders to get that same thing. I mean, I say it all the time. I say, you know, what made me love the commander's name a little bit more? Well, hold on. Let me back up. I was cringing because I said, okay, what do we play after we win? After we uh after we win, after we score. There's gonna be no more hell to the Redskins. I said, but you can play the instrumental of that. And if the crowd sings, you can't stop the crowd from singing. Mm-hmm. But they went and they changed it to hell to the commanders. And I heard that the first time. I was like, I yelled, turn that shit the fuck off. It's cringeworthy. That's what it is. So here's the funniest part to me is when we get to that second piece, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody those knew those words. They're like, oh, what's this run them past them song? I'm like, that was in the original, you dummy. Yeah. But see, when you said it, it was, dun, 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 dun. that's all you did. You hummed that part. No yep. one actually sung those words. But right. that, that that's like people. They don't know about what is it? Uh, I think what was the line? Is it? They was like, is it fight for old DC? I'm like, how do you, how do you call yourself Redskin fan and you don't know our fight song? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, the boss BJ say crime in DC, duh. Uh, oh, crime in DC, huh? It's magic. Kazam. Miss Rogers says silence. So, so they're talking about traditions. Let's think about this. This city has latched on to doing a shark chop for Roger Bernardini for the Nationals. We've jumped on to take me on or take on me because of Michael Morse. And that became during those runs in 16, 17, and 18. That was like our seventh inning song. In 19, 
our seventh in the song was Baby Shark. It was. And are we really, we're really complaining about the song choice? All it takes is some matching and some winning to go with it. That's and it. What's crazy? I, I know you and I butt heads. We, we different. But I, I love what's going on and how the team started embracing what fans were saying. They, they with, 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 you know, DJ Woody comes out with a, a, a left hand up. They embrace that. And I was like, if they play that in the stadium, I guarantee the stadium will start rocking. I can't remember which game it was. But they played that during the timeout. And everybody was up singing that. And I'm like, okay, we getting, we got something rolling here. Now, long as we don't, I, long as we don't falter, and every time we score, I mean, you got to play something like the Wizards. When the Wizards, I don't know, even know if they still do it now. I know when Big Tigger was the team DJ, when they would come out during lineups, they would play Mambo Sauce, Welcome to D.C. What is the culture in D.C.? The culture is go-go. That is the official music of D.C. No matter what the transplants think, that's the official music of D.C. And I'm like, okay. You got command time now. You got a couple of other songs. But you can say, you know, boom, this is the culture of D.C. Like you called it uh, last year when Brian Robinson came back. You said it. They got to play many men when he come out. And that's exactly what they played. It was great. You have to cater to the culture of your fans. And most of the fans of this team are from D.C. Cater to the culture. Give them something to hold on to. Miss Rogers says, "Yep, I, I, I forget what we was talking about. Oh my God, I'm so no, sorry. We were, talking about the, we were talking about the different things with the Nats. Okay, the, the the shark chop, the all that stuff. Uh, the boss BJ says you have to move everything that came with that name. Uh, the songs too. Hail to the Redskins has to be retired. The Spears, the Feathers. But he, here's a crazy part: when we do our homecoming game, what uniform are we supposed to wear now? Because you can't wear." The 1932 uniform anymore. I think you you just I mean honestly I say we do away with the quote unquote homecoming game to begin with. I think you just have alumni week where the guys come back. Um, I would even take it a step even further where instead of not just the guys coming back, but the guys coming back and going into the schools. Like that's how you build this thing back up. Is mm-hmm. we got it. We can't just be worried about. Joe, the fan that's 25, that's 35. We got to get the kid that's in second grade and, you know, he's trying to figure out, does he want a Lamar Jackson jersey or does he want um, does he want to turn McLaurin? Like, we finally got to a point where we have players that are stalwarts and that are good that are going to be on that top 100 list. And now we need fans to start identifying with those players. They have to be their versions of Art Monk, their versions of Ricky Sanders. Um so that's the thing, and that's the whole point. I mean, even to the point, um, we gotta do away with this unseasoned band, like like that that band that's playing right now with the with the raisins and the potato salad. We gotta get we gotta get away from that and get back. Like I think one of the biggest overtures that this group has to make to get some of the sound back for this team is they have to reach out to the old band members and has to start with either. 
um, Jason Wright or has to die with ownership and they have to reach out, open the envelope. I mean, not envelope, but open that hand and say, hey, we want you guys to come back. I know you had a terrible experience when you left, but we want to do right by you. Um, here's an open door. Please come to the games. Please give us your talents again. Something. Because they have to get it back. Because that's a big thing of it. Like, I watched that band come across the sidelines now, and I'm like, eh. Uh, it ain't no funk in that. Ain't that, no funk left in that trunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the boss BJ said, Commander's Green. Oh, boy. No. Uh, he said, the band, in capital letters, has to go. Bring a tank on the field. No, because that's going to ruin the field, BJ. <laughs> Shoot the section that doesn't produce no. Miss <laughs> Rogers brings up a good point. Now, if we no, and we, the whole thing is we got no. hold on, we got RFK or the Redskins name. We all picked RFK. No. Now, I, I think the cheerleaders should come back because they no. were the first ladies of football. This is a different regime. No, <laughs> because I, they. I'm, sorry. I'm saying no because I just don't see this in this day and time. I don't see them going to that. Um, just because of the climate of our world, the the um the pronouns, um the the extra genders, um oh. I mean you like I mean I think oh. you're pansexual, uh semisexual, um sexual section, yeah, homo sapien sexual. I don't know what it is, but. Like it's like forty five genders out there. Um, after we just only had two for like hundreds of years, all of a sudden they expanded. So I don't know, and that's another reason why I think this team was going to struggle getting back into DC is because of the multi gender DC council. Um, I'll get to that. I see it. The yeah, I heard of the multi gender council um, that we have is another reason why. The risk his name isn't going to work in this in this thing. Um, to 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 Tara's point, I don't disagree with you. I think the issue, I think really what the issue was was trying to do something outside of Snyder. But I don't know how you put the toothpaste back in the bottle. And if you got an idea, I'd love to hear it. But yes, you can call them cheerleaders again, and you can have that. But how do we get back to that after we had the command force? in place like do we do we deconstruct that i'm, I'm asking questions no you said, from a, you you just like you have or do they go back to being the dudes that run out with the flags and then the girl, ladies do the first ladies of washington thing no you can still have the command force because they're they're okay but you still have the first ladies of washington okay. which are our leaders you have both because you have and 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 the first ladies of Washington were always in the community. Let's just say that they were always in the community. They were showing up at schools, events, everything. They were the ambassadors of the team. That's why I say bring them back. It's not because of eye candy and nothing. Like I say bring them back because they were the ambassadors of the team. They were the faces that you saw on a regular basis. But just like NBA teams have cheerleaders, you'll have your Laker girls, but then you'll have a dance team. Okay, you can have both. And the boss BJ says no cheerleaders. No, no, no. 
I think I think Chili's have to be come back like two years. Like I think it has to be a window, and then let them get their feet settled. Because I think the temperature will be different once Josh and company get there get settled. I think you couldn't do it this year anyway because they came in like five weeks ago. Yeah. And he says uh, they should have an exhibition game during halftime in Navy versus Notre Dame. I mean, that Navy versus Notre Dame wasn't the game anyway because Notre Dame beat the bricks off of Navy. But uh, anyway, made my weekend good. Anyway, so we all pretty much – all of us here are pretty much settled. If you feel different and you would prefer the Redskins name, don't 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 hesitate to hit us up. Uh, Sideline Junkies podcast on the Facebook, Sideline Junkies 24-7 if you're part of the group. Sideline Junkies 247 at gmail.com. You can email us, uh, shoot a text, whatever, if you feel different. If you want the Redskin name back and you like, screw RFK, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Um. Oh, the boss BJ said, uh, you know, let the like letting the local kids play on the field. Yeah, they should. They They were doing that, too. They used to do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, what is this kid doing? And let's not forget this. You say, and uh, Boss BJ say, get a taste of the big game. They should. They should do that again. Um, $40 think, million. Hold on, hold on. Before you go there, I think they should have a program. Like, wherever they build the new facility, I think they should build it out to at least a 10,000-person venue. And whether it's Virginia, whether it's in Maryland, whether it's in D.C., whatever city they're in, that high school playoff series should be run through that building, through that facility for that purpose. Agreed. And then when you have the big games, that's another place where you should do, again, like if it's the Mathler versus um, St. John, and that's one of those games where we know we won't expect a big crowd, well, that's another situation where we put this in that facility. If it's in Virginia and it's Robinson versus whatever T.C. Williams is called now, and it goes in that building because that's the big game of the of the year. What, they ain't calling T.C. Williams T.C. Williams no more? No, nah, I think it's something else. I don't wow. know what they calling them Titans now. Wow. And, and the ball that, man. He says, I'm talking about Notre Dame. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not even going to touch that. That's crazy. Fine. Um, the venue has to be in D.C. This is a multi-year community rebuild. Oh, it's called Alexandria Public School. Why do we go away from T.C. Williams? I don't know. Oh, Lord. Now I'm going to have to look that up. I didn't know that. I mean, geez. That's a lot of stuff. From, never mind. I'm not going to start messing with that. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to um, leave that alone. Nah, there's a, Alexandria City High School. Wow. I'm about um, to get, yeah. Let's let's get away from that part of this. Let's okay. Get to, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Because we hey. want to get another hush bammer. Yeah. Oh, the same reason for the, the Redskins name change. Didn't I know that? That's wild. Didn't I know that? I just learned something new. Um, maybe, just maybe, when we talk, if they build Let's say they, they revitalize the RFK site. They build it up to a nice capacity stadium. Uh, you know what we, we could do? Resurrect the Turkey Bowl. Okay, yeah. Resurrect. You know what? They changed that so much. I think they still have the Turkey Bowl, but then they also have 
like this DC state title where the schools in the city all get to play each other's and get some more exposure that way. Mm. Like the DCSSAA. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of letters in the name of it, but yeah, because you know the private schools and the public schools don't play each other, but you, they play each other in the turkey bowl. Well, they play each other. No, well, that was old school. Oh, and they became all public schools. So like after like eighty, like eighty nine or ninety, it just became the DC public schools playing each other, and and, and that's how it was. I think okay. there was like a big fight one year, and they they, yeah. they crapped that. Really, really, really bad fight that resulted in some shooting. Right. I do remember that. And it broke my heart because I always look forward to the turkey bowl. That's how you knew it was Thanksgiving. You had the turkey bowl. You had the Bayou Classic. It was everything all in that same weekend. Yep. So, uh, the boss BJ says, um, segregationist. And that's why I was, uh, that's why I was renamed. Miss Rogers says, DCSAA City Championship Turkey Bowl is just the DCPS. Uh, championship. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you take over for this real quick. $40 million invested into upgrading the amenities, the food, the venue of FedEx Field. Go for it. Well, no, I, th I think that's something that was long overdue. Um, like, if you read some of the articles, like, the first time that they did anything with that building was, like, 22 years after they were involved um, under Snyder. And now we're at a point where this guy's been here for five weeks and he's trying to cram probably what should have taken the whole offseason worth of work into the stadium into the um, probably the, the, the next couple of weeks. So they're trying to have everything done and cleaned up by week one. So this is where the fans will have to be patient because maybe not all the things are in place that they want to do, but they want to have different suites. Um, with different themes. They want to have different food vendors. Um, they're really trying to go all out for this experience. And if that experience is anything close to training camp, I think that people here will totally and thoroughly enjoy what they're going to get. Will there be complaints? Yes. Somebody's going to have a hot dog that isn't done completely. Somebody's going to get a drink that's not quite cold or the ice is melted. Somebody's going to get a beer that's a little flat. Will that happen? Yes. You're going to have your one-offs here and there. Um, I used to have a manager that had a thought process of you can't, there's 5% in the world that you can't satisfy at all. So what we do is we ignore that 5% and harness our efforts on the 90% or the 95% we got left to do our best to keep them satisfied, keep them happy, and make sure they come back because they're the people that are going to spend the money, not that 5% that's going to always be dissatisfied. So I know they do, did new video boards. You saw that if you've been out for the, the first two preseason games. I know they redid the sound, and everything I heard on TV sounded great. Like, you actually understood what the person was saying, not the muffled. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, but that you don't have that no more. So, um, actually, there's a funny bit in, like, this random patent um, Oswald um, stand-up comedy special. He was talking about he used to DJ um, weddings, and they were only people that still use tapes or cassettes. And like by the time they used the cassettes, they were so old, like the songs would be all muffled. That's how FedEx used to sound, and that was even like twenty years ago when I was still going. 
But I think the upgrades are great. I know they're doing some work on the concourses. I think you're going to see some things. Um, there's going to be some things painted. Like they're going to have a great unveiling or unveiling coming week one. Um, I know they're going to try to impress and do their best. But all I'm going to say is be patient because you got to think about it. They probably only had six to eight weeks of trying to get done what they wanted to get done because the process took so long. Uh, the boss BJ says, um, long needed for FedEx. Uh, Snyder ran that thing into the ground. Food vendors were horrible. Hopefully they stopped serving shock top. Cause I think that's probably one of the nastiest beers you ever drink. Um, they need an escalator from Morgan Boulevard to the stadium. I agree with that. That that walk is good until you start hitting that hill and then you're like, all right, we get to stay. I need something to drink. Damn. It well, wasn't thinking, it. Just be prepared because if, if somebody's going week one, I would love to hear what happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if there may be some buses um, sitting, at, uh, sitting at the subway to bring people over. That and maybe they do it as a trial, and, and maybe they don't. But that's another way for them to ingratiate themselves with the fans. Uh, Miss Rogers says, as a former worker of RFK, the fans came for the game, food, and vendors. We made sure we had a great time at the stadium. I wish. Because the last couple of times I went, we went to the stadium, uh, let me see. When what, what was it? Was it the last time? The last time I had some nachos. I had some. Uh, that was a Titans game on your birthday. Yeah, last year. And I, I had this. I looked at the guy that was behind me. His nachos was like this big. Mine was like this. I was like, well, how come I didn't get what he got? It's only one side. He went somewhere else. Yeah. So you know, we went right outside the concourse. We went right outside on our concourse. But you said they revamping the concourse. Here's something that I thought about. What does that mean for not only the Sean Taylor installation, but his locker as well that's on the concourse? I mean, I think more than likely they're going to keep that in place because they just, again, they just arrived in the building six weeks ago or eight weeks ago. So they're going to do what they can to touch up things and stuff like that. I think they're going to look at in um, all earnest, all, all honestly, honesty, um, at the end of the season when they can have time to figure out what they want to place, how they want to fix things, how they want to change things. I just, I didn't like that. I believe it was Jim Zorn that had it done. Jim Zorn removed Sean Taylor's locker out of the locker room. I didn't like that part. He moved his locker out of the locker room at Redskin Park. I didn't like that. It's like almost, and he had it put in storage. And it was almost like you was trying to erase him, like he was still fresh in everybody's mind. And you're trying to erase him, like that was a real dick move, in my opinion. Like I, 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 I really, I really bristled at that. I think he was so that guy was so overwhelmed in the moment that he probably had no consciousness and no idea of what Sean Taylor meant to the city. Because I mean, again, in his opening press conference, he was so mother maroon and black. <laughs> Get them all buckled up in the maroon black. And then I mean, if you let's even go back a step further, Dan came to him and was like, "Go, go get a suit. You the head coach." He's like, "Oh, okay, true. Come on." And you know, he also had a problem with Clinton Porter. Clinton Porter said this, and a couple other players on that team said it, that if he if you didn't do Bible study with them, 
he wasn't really banging with you like that. And that's that's sad, man. Yeah, that's very sad because you had a very talented team and you could have went far. You could have did some and things. That, with- but then you know what? That explains when you go from six and two to eight and eight because you lose the squad and with stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, well, those guys were drinking Hennessy and things like that. Um, We come to the end of the show. Uh, this, this Utah kid, Nate Johnson, if he can learn how to throw, oh, my gosh. In two years, he might be on the top five. Wow. That's that's a prestigious honor. Um, Man, uh, just, just talking about this alone has got me thinking. I hope we are closer to RFK being the home of the Washington Commanders. I'm hoping that we're more closer to that than we are to this name change. Just a thought. Boss, expand expand on what you're talking about. NFL isn't going to do anything about Arizona, huh? Yeah. What you you got there? Is he talking about the fact that they're tanking? I mean, everybody tanks. I mean... And you, you know what? To, to to back it up a little bit about the NFL not doing anything, we were talking about cheerleaders earlier. Oh, he said they're tanking. Arizona tanking. Yeah. They're they not do that. I mean, yeah. Because they're still going to get their revenue share, and they're just going to be bad. Because it... I think the, the question becomes, because you know this, they're trading Kyler. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, Kyler's so so they'll let him sit on a puck, and what they'll do is they'll be one in fourteen or whatever. They may play him in the last week or two, just so people can see him run around and be healthy, and then put him back in the in the box. And there you go, um, and be done with it. And then the thing that we got to worry about as fans is hoping that Houston plays decent enough football that they don't land in the top five because the Arizona Cardinals have. Houston's pick as well. And like with most of the early mocks, it's Arizona picking one, Arizona picking two. So they have Arizona picking a quarterback at one. Well, actually, no, the websites aren't that smart. They have them picking a defensive player at one and then picking Marvin Harrison um, Jr. at two. Mm. But we all know that's going to be more so Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. one and two. Yeah. Um, because they're I, not quite yet on the ready, and they're not hip to the Midnight Rider top five college quarterbacks where there's a man at number one that plays for Texas, Quinn Lewis. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm honest. Arizona, and I've seen this across different sports. Arizona, the Oakland A's. Right. I seen the game with uh the Seattle Storm playing against the Chicago A's. They had 15 seconds left down by five, and they just kind of gave up. I yep. feel that was a tank job. You're right. Until rules are put in place, tanking's gonna happen because you know why? The Sixers tanked on purpose for how many years in a row? Trust the process, they said. The Orioles. The Orioles did it, and then they just happened to have when they did their tanking, they they had a the, a good GM in place. 
and um, Mike Elias should probably be um, executive of the year, or not even should, and probably he is executive of the year unless they're high. And yeah, Baltimore's made a great change, and now even uh, MLB is trying to stop tanking because now if you get a pick in the top five, the next year the highest you can pick based on record starts at number six. So like next year, if the Nats were to be like in the five worst teams in the league, their earliest pick would be number six because they picked number two this year. That was baseball's remedy to tanking. Well, as long as Washington don't tank, because, I mean, we bad enough sometimes. But I think something should be done. Because no way, no way in Four Hills you should be losing on purpose to get a lottery pick every year in the NBA. No, you know, no way in Four Hills. And then you're not. What does tanking get you? Honestly, how many teams have tanked for years and years and years and years and won a championship after? 2019 Nats. I don't think they tanked. I think they were more. They didn't tank. They were more competitive. The, you have Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg, which are the products of the top pick overall in the two drafts back to back. That started your rebuild or your build. Because you started, you started out your first year like eighty-one and eighty-one. Surprise the world be with um, Alfonso Soriano being like fifty-fifty guy. And then the next year you came back to reality. And then that's when you started getting some pieces, being semi-competitive, not really competitive. And then you got the Strasburg, Harper back-to-back years. And then that's when it started going. That's when the elevator started going up. And so you had 2012 when that team was probably a year ahead of schedule. Um, but they did more things in 2012 than they should have. And they were supposed to do. But and then that started to run. 2012. 2013, I think you missed 14, something like that. But yeah, Here, here's the question for you. Talk you to had, me. You had Rizzo. Uh, that, what was the, what was the manager's name? Uh, Rizzo. It's Mike Rizzo. That's the that's the GM. Then I'm thinking of Riggleman. Talking about Jim Riggleman. Yeah. So Jim Riggleman had- was there. He took over as an interim. They wouldn't give him a long term contract. Right. Jim Riggleman in the middle of the season. Was just like, yeah. Um, if you're not going to extend me or give me a better deal, um, I gotta go. And then they were like, all right. <laughs> and, then, and then I think, I think after Riggleman, it was maybe it was Manny After that came in after yeah, that. And then Manny. they had a stretch with him. And then you had um, Matt Williams. Again, they didn't give him long deals, so he was there for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Then you had, I think, Dusty. Yeah, Maybe I'm mixing up the timeline a little bit, but yeah, it was Matt Williams, Dusty, and then you ended up with um, Dave Martinez. And I love Dusty. I ain't gonna lie, the inventor of the high five. I love Dusty. I like Dusty, but I, I can see the reason to move on. But w- what I'm saying is, they they didn't give these guys proper shots, and the learners don't spend a bunch of money. I don't think they tank. I just think they were cheap. Yeah, they were. And, I mean, Jason Worth was the reason. And that's why I think in the ring of fame, you have to put Jason Worth's name in the ring of fame. I'm not saying retire 28. In the oh, ring he's of up fame, there. He's up there. Have, yeah, they have to have his name in the building. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. up there. 
Because the first thing I, I when I went in that stadium and I was on the field and I was standing there looking up, I said, huh, Jason Worth. I can see it. <laughs> I'm just, you know what, in hindsight, because I was a big, I was a big Cole Crawford guy. And I, I'm I'm just happy that they didn't take Crawford. Um and they took birth instead, or and maybe that was the way the, the contract was set up, but they were like neck and neck. Well, we we there you go. Come on, just say it. We can go on and on. On, on, and, on, and, on. and on and on. On and on check and on. I do. Check it, check it out to the brick of brick of door. Um man. Let's go ahead and get up out of here because I look, I'm about to, I, not even gonna do it because I'm about to start picking. It's like a scab, man. You just want to pick at it. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. Like I said before, uh, if you disagree or you agree, whatever, whatever your stance is, I would love to know what it is. Either you're picking the RFK site to play at permanently. Or you're picking the Redskins to bring back the Redskins uh, name. You can't have both. And there's a post on our website, um, Sideline Junkie. I'm actually not our website, but on our Facebook page that talks about this. So if you go in, jump in, throw your comment in. Um, if you want to jump in the chat, uh, the Sideline Junkies chat, drop your comment there. Either Any way you go, you can leave us a, 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 a word, a thought, a comment, and we'll take it from there. And we'll respond to you. We like having open conversations. Nobody's one way is the right way. And you know what? I'm gonna do. You, I'm gonna take it even one step further. I'm gonna turn it into a poll question on Twitter and Facebook, and I think I can do it on Instagram as well in the stories. So check that. Check that out. I'm about don't, to forget it. don't forget if you are YouTubers, click like, hit subscribe, so that way you, you get the notification automatically. If not, I'm just gonna tag you. If I know you and you're just going to be in the first part of every episode, your name is getting tagged. So let's do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got to get up out of here. As always, um, today marks, well, yesterday actually marked uh, three years since the passing of Coach John Thompson. And we finish the show with one of his lines every night. We don't do no overtime, y'all, for the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. Like I said, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here.